welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hello and welcome to episode 236 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, How to Lose Weight and Love Your Life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. I'm super excited that you have joined me. I'm recording these episodes in advance, but when you listen to this episode, I'm super psyched because it means I'll be in Disneyland with my family. We haven't been since well before the pandemic, and I'm a little bit of a Disney geek. It's one of the things I don't always talk about on my social media, but I get super excited to go to Disney and I'm really excited to take my kids at an age where I think they're going to ride all the rides with me. And also when you listen to this episode, I will have just finished my half marathon that I've been training for. And I'm really excited to have a live half marathon under my belt, finally post pandemic and excited to see what I'm able to do for that. It's been a bit of a journey with having plantar fasciitis and not being able to run for a good portion of the winter, needing to do most of my training as cross-country skiing and now transitioning to running, but I'm feeling really positive and really excited about it. And today, it's a Saturday morning when I'm recording this, I get to go outside and go for a longer run and it is like pouring rain. So I'm much happier right now, snuggled up in my recording studio with a warm blanket on my lap but that is what's in my future for today. So today, what we are going to talk about is what to do if you just feel like you suck at weight loss. And I think so many of us have this feeling and maybe we don't say it out loud to people, but I definitely have had it. And it's the underlying theme when I'm talking to physicians about their weight loss and their weight journeys and what's happened in the past. There's this underlying theme of, I just suck at this. And as physicians, we don't like sucking at things. We are high achievers. We have not failed a lot. And so when you keep coming up against perceived failure when it comes to weight loss, it is really frustrating. (laughs) It's really demoralizing and exhausting and defeating. And today I'm going to give you tips on how to step out of that. How do you shift from feeling like you suck at weight loss to actually starting to figure out how to get better at it. And really the overarching thing here is you get better at weight loss by practicing weight loss. I like to bring weight loss back to skills-based approach. We've been taught it's this nebulous thing that when we find the right combination or if we were to do it right, it'll just happen. But really it's actually a set of skills. And we as physicians are really good at learning skills. So the more we can bring this back to a skills-based approach, the more successful and the more confident you're going to feel in it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. 
most physicians, when I'm talking to physicians about their weight loss journey, most people have a pile of past failures for their weight loss. This list of all the diets they've tried, this list of the times they've lost weight and regained weight, a list of the things that they thought were going to work and then they didn't work. It's interesting when you're talking to a physician because they can bring up details of how they failed and where they messed up, like at a moment's notice of things that happened years and years ago because our brain latches onto it. And so if that's you, if you're like, oh, I have so many times I've tried and I've failed and maybe I just can't do it. Maybe this just isn't for me. Maybe my body just can't lose weight. All of those types of thoughts. Know that you're not alone. And I've totally been there. I spent a lot of years thinking, well, maybe this is just it. Maybe I just won't be able to lose weight. Maybe I should just resign myself to this. And that's when I was really just trying to force myself to follow a diet to lose weight. I was doing the old thing where I'm sure you've said it to yourself of, I know what to do. I just need to make myself do it. And then I just couldn't make myself do it consistently because at some point I would have a busy day, get stressed out, and I just wouldn't care in the moment. And I would head to the drive-thru or go pick up pizza for dinner or suggest we go out for dinner and try to celebrate and give myself a reward with eating out by ordering like the appy and being indulgent and ordering more food, having more drinks, all of those sorts of things that got in the way of me, I know what to do. I just need to get myself to do it and doing it consistently. And where I really started to get traction in my own weight loss was working on understanding why it was that I was eating the way I was and really starting to understand why was I using food in the way I was and looking for other non-food ways. So throughout medical training, I kind of lost all non-food ways of entertaining myself. It was like TV or food, right? It was at the end of a busy day of seeing patients and then working in a merge. There was no energy left. And maybe I'd have time to watch a little bit of TV. And then finally, if there was a day where I got home in time for dinner, then the entertainment was about what were we going to eat. I lost all the other ways of entertaining myself because I hadn't had time for it. And I hadn't had control over my schedule to create time for it. And I think that's a challenge that a lot of physicians face. And the problem too is if we as female physicians in our medical training lose that ability to do things for ourselves where we just don't have time and we lose coping strategies or entertainment strategies that may have not involved food, then we hit practice. And at some point when we have kids adding in the role of being a mom, makes it even harder to find those non-food things. You have even less time. You're juggling more things. And so I think it's very normal and not surprising at all that food becomes like the one-note solution where it's like, feel stressed, food, happy about something, food, tired, food, angry, food, just want to numb out, food. It's not surprising at all. But when we are just focused on I need to just stop eating this food. It's not going to be successful because the food is there for other reasons. Let's talk about how we've been taught to approach weight loss wrong and how it might set you up for the feeling that you suck at it when you don't really. Like what if you don't suck at it? What if we've had shitty teachers our whole life 
about how to lose weight. When I say teachers, I mean the big diet programs, the media, social media, all the places where we get information about weight loss. What if it wasn't our problem? What if it was they've been trying to teach us to do it wrong all along? But then we internalized it that because we haven't had the success that's advertised with unrealistic testimonials and when a diet thing gives you a client example and then at the bottom it has results may not be typical. When we haven't achieved that result, even though it's not a typical result, we internalize it that it's us and that we're the ones that suck. But I just want you to consider what if it was always them that sucked. I think it's a worthwhile thing to think about. So we have been taught that there is failure or success, nothing in between, right? It's the on and off thinking where you're like, either I'm on a diet or I'm not. I'm doing it well or I suck. And that sets you up for huge inconsistencies. And it's not true. It's a very perfectionist ideal for weight loss, which is what we have been taught. But we as humans are not perfect. Even when we are high achieving and have a lot of things going for us, we will never, ever be perfect. So anytime you're expecting perfection to be successful, you will continue to be disappointed because you're not perfect and you never will be. And we live in an imperfect food environment. And so you will never be perfect with your food and that's okay. The problem is not sometimes eating food that doesn't help you with your weight loss. The problem is making that mean that you have failed and making it mean that you've blown it and now you have to figure out how to get back on instead of it just being a food choice. So thinking in terms of I'm failing or I'm successful, not helpful. We need to look in the gray zone in between. We need to always look for signs of being successful, even when you feel like you've made a mistake. No matter what's going on, no matter how bad you think things are, I guarantee there are things that you are doing well, but your brain is not looking for them. It's editing them out unless you direct your brain there. Number two is that we make mistakes mean something about us. Like I was saying before, if we are trying to follow a diet plan and we don't follow it, we make it mean there's something wrong with us. When the reality of those diet plans is most people don't follow them. Most people are not perfect with them. They're an ideal, a perfectionist ideal that is not designed for your real life in most cases. So holding it, making it mean about something about you, about there's something wrong with you because you have not followed whatever thing you were trying to follow perfectly does you a disservice. Because again, you come back to that feeling of, well, it must just be me and maybe there's something wrong with me and maybe it's because I suck. And that path of thinking is going to mean that you don't end up being successful because if you carry that forward of there's something wrong with me, I can't do this, I'm bad at this, that's going to influence everything that comes after it. And it's going to be really hard. Think of anything you've been successful at by telling yourself you suck at it and you're never going to get better at it. It's probably nothing. The things that you started by sucking at and feeling really awkward with and now do okay at, you probably had a different set of thoughts of, okay, I'm learning this. I'm figuring this out. I need to practice this more. Right? Think of the medical procedures that we do that the first time you did it, you're like, oh, I'm all thumbs. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like I'm thinking like an IUD insert, which is kind of routine. The first times we're like, what? Like we're putting stuff where and telling like how deep things are without seeing. And 
trusting that things are going in the right spot without seeing, the first few times you do them, they feel super awkward. But as when you're training in medicine, usually you had a thought of like, okay, of course it's awkward. I haven't learned this before. I just need to practice it. I need to learn it more. What if you applied that thinking to your weight loss, to the areas where you feel like you're struggling? What if it was like, of course this is hard right now. I'm learning. I'm figuring out what's going to actually work for me. I'm trying some new skills. I just need to keep practicing this. It's a game changer. It's totally different. Number three is the one right way fallacy. So the whole idea that we've been taught that there is the one right way that when you find it, you will just lose weight and you will be fine. You know, if that diet didn't do it, well, maybe it's that diet that that person on Facebook is saying that they lost 40 pounds over 30 days on, and maybe you just need to follow that one. And if that one doesn't work, well, maybe it's this other one. And you end up feeling totally confused about what the heck you're supposed to be doing, as well as feeling bad about yourself because you feel like you haven't been successful in any of these diets. There is no one way to lose weight. The right way to lose weight is the way that you enjoy, that fits into your life, and that you can do consistently for the rest of your life. And that is going to look different for everybody. That's bringing it back to being person-centered, you-centered, and giving yourself permission to meet yourself where you're at. It's really easy in weight loss where if there's things that you perceive as being faults, that you're like, okay, I just need to change so I do this better. But what if that wasn't true? What if what actually needed to change is how you're approaching it? And maybe the approach that you've been told is the right way to do it needs to be modified and adjusted to meet yourself where you're at without requiring yourself to change. If you think about it in terms of if you have a patient who's struggling with mobility and is having difficulties getting around their house, you don't say, okay, the answer is you need to work on your mobility. You need to get better at walking. We go, okay, what can we do? What things can we put in place to help keep you safe and help keep you supported for where you're at right now? And maybe sure, part of that is doing physio and working on mobility, but you don't require the person to change in order to help themselves. Maybe it's you get OT to see them and get them set up with a walker. So many different things that you would do but you would meet the person where they're at and problem solve around that. That's the approach we need to use in our weight loss more. We need to meet ourselves where we're at, as imperfect as we may be, as unique, shining little stars with all the little crevices that we may be. We need to meet ourselves where we're at and make plans that fit that uniqueness of us. There is no one right way. You will not find it. And as long as you're searching for it, you're going to be missing out on opportunities to really custom design approaches that actually will fit into your life and feel good. And when they fit into your life and they feel good, they become easier to follow. Fourth one is we've been taught harder work equals more success. Weight loss is going to be hard. You're going to have to get ready, psych yourself up to really dig in, get down, focus on it. Yeah, it doesn't work. Not sustainable. Not going to last you a long time if that's the approach especially when we take into account what our lives look like otherwise. Like this past week, I've been on call at the end of the week. I was in LDR every night, every evening. I was trying to juggle the rest of my life around going into LDR for assessments and women in labor. And honestly, there wasn't time in these past, the end of this week to actually focus on losing weight. And back when I used to think I had to put a lot of effort and work into it, What being on call meant is I totally fell off whatever diet I was trying to follow. 
and it would be drive-throughs for me and figure it out later. Because I've learned this approach of, I actually need to design things that work for me. So meeting myself where I'm at, when I'm on call, it's hard to care about what I eat. It's hard to find any time to prepare food. And I'm also going to be probably stressed out. So how do I create solutions that work for that? Over the years, by meeting myself there and being like, okay, what skills do I need? How do I problem solve this? How do I meet myself where I'm actually at when I'm on call so that it works for me with ease, without putting more effort in? That's when I started to build consistency when I was on call. And that was one of the kind of final things I learned in my weight loss. I'd gotten stuff sorted when I wasn't on call, but figuring out how to manage myself when I was on call took me a bit to sort that out because of all the extra stress, the sleep deprivation, everything like that. Because if you've been listening to this, you know, I'd stopped doing obstetrics call for about a year and then I've come back to it. It took a little bit of just like rethinking, re-reminding myself of like, okay, this is how we manage our eating on call. We let it be easy. We look for the best choice. Honestly, the days are blur. I can't even remember exactly what I ate, but I know that I got takeout food on one of the days, but it was thinking through, okay, what's a reasonable option? May not have been a perfect option, but it's like, what's reasonable? Instead of my brain used to just be like, oh, well, I have no energy and it's going to be so much work to get something healthy. We have no choice. We need to go through a drive-thru, have a burger and fries. The conversation is different now. It's okay. It doesn't have to be harder, but if I'm looking for something really easy to eat, what could be a better choice? What could be a couple steps up than that fast food burger and fries and looking to that. So when we are buying into all those kind of faulty thinking that we've been taught in our life about weight loss, it results in shame and shame around weight and eating as a physician is huge. It's something so many physicians struggle with and it is so harmful. It's this belief that because I'm a doctor, I shouldn't struggle with my eating and weight. And maybe I missed the class in med school that told me all this stuff to do because other doctors don't seem to struggle with the same thing. And we make it mean something about ourselves in entirety, where we even make it mean where maybe I shouldn't be giving patients advice because I can't follow my own advice. And, you know, I feel like a fraud because I'm telling them to eat the healthy stuff and I'm eating the junk food over here. And I don't know why. So, this shame about being a doctor struggling with eating and weight is a real problem. And if the only thing you take away from this episode is contemplating maybe letting go of some of the shame, giving yourself a little bit of a break, is huge. You know, the title of this episode being what to do when you feel like you suck at losing weight, there is shame embedded in that. And the problem when you're feeling ashamed of your eating or weight, it's isolating. You're far less likely to reach out for help to tell somebody what's going on, to talk to a partner about, hey, this is something I'm struggling with. Could you help me in this way? You just try to keep working on it on your own in this isolated little silo. And over the years of working with physicians with weight, I've really learned the power of community. There is huge healing power by hearing that other physicians struggle with something similar to know that you are not alone, that it's not some defect in you. And so I really invite you guys, if you're not already a member of the Thriving as a Physician Facebook group, come over there and join us inside that group. It's a group of supportive women physicians who are working on their eating and weight. The focus is taking the things that we learn in the podcast and applying it 
in real life, I offer some extra tools, some different Facebook lives and things like that in that group that you can't access in the podcast. But if you're feeling isolated in your weight loss, a really good first step would just become join us in that free community. You must be a physician to join either MD or DO physician. Now, the other thing that shame causes is that blame piece where you're blaming yourself. And if you're blaming yourself, you're not going to be in a position to find a solution that actually works for you. If you're telling yourself that it's something wrong with you, that you keep doing this, it totally blocks you from finding solutions. You end up stuck where you're at. And then the third issue that the shame does is it puts you into that grind mode that I got to work harder. I'm somehow failing and I don't understand why. So our answer as physicians is often to just work harder. We put our head down, let's work more, let's work at it more. And then we get super frustrated because we don't get more results with more work. Because hard work was never the issue. You have worked hard enough on this. If you're struggling with your weight loss, it is not because you need to work harder. Chances are you probably need to work less hard. You probably need more efficient tools, more efficient places to work. But you don't need to work harder. Let's talk about how to change this, how to turn it around, how to think differently. Number one, there is no failure. There are just opportunities to learn. If we could just chuck the idea that a food choice makes you fail just right out the window, you would be so much better off. When you find yourself eating food that doesn't support you in your weight loss, it's an opportunity to get curious and understand. Your brain is trying to show you something. It's trying to talk to you about maybe an unmet need of like, hey, I'm in distress over here and I'm trying to fix it and I'm doing the best I can. And when you're able to start seeing it as that, you can be like, okay, how can I help? What is it that you really need? How can we work on addressing that? But if you're telling yourself, damn it, I failed again, you're not going to be able to do that. You will see it, the eating as the problem, when the eating actually is never the problem. The problem is how you talk to yourself about the eating and telling yourself you failed because it's how you talk to yourself that makes you be like, well, I've blown it. I'll figure it out tomorrow. I'll figure it out Monday. I'll figure it out in a couple of weeks when I have more time. It's how you talk to yourself. It is never the eating that is the problem. Number two, really think about weight loss as a series of skills that you just need to learn. If you feel like you suck right now, it just means that you have skills that you're missing. Look at all the places you feel like you suck and redefine them in your brain as this is a skill gap. If you find you always end up eating, snacking before you leave the office or on the way home, then the skill gap is I need to understand or learn how to go through my day at work and eat healthy on my way home or not snack on my way home. You get to choose what skill it is you want to learn. And when you reframe it into, I just need to learn, then you can start coming up with some ideas. You can start coming up with some ways you could learn. And this is really what I do a lot of inside Thrive Academy for Physicians is I help the physicians in the program come up with what's the skill that we need to learn here and how could we learn this skill and what is going to be the easiest way to learn this skill. Look at every place that you struggle and reframe it in your mind as simply a skill gap. I just need to figure out how to go to a party and stick to my healthy eating or I need to figure out the skill of going to the party, eating food I don't normally eat, and then just getting back to my normal the next day. You get to define what these skills are. 
You get to choose the ones that you think are going to work best for you. Number three, for every problem, there are hundreds or thousands of possible solutions. I really want you to let that sink in. There is no one right way. You are not missing the way. There are hundreds or thousands of ways for every single challenge that you are facing. And you get to decide what are the ways that feel the best to you, that you think you're going to enjoy the most, and that are going to fit into your life the best. And that comes back to the meeting you where you're at. You don't change yourself so that you can hopefully use a solution. You find the solution out of the hundreds and thousands that exist for any problem. You find the one that meets you where you're at is going to be the simplest to integrate into your life and the one that you feel the most excited to do. Picture how that is going to impact your long-term success. Picture how that changes the effort level required to address a challenge. If you're thinking you have to change to be successful in addressing the challenge, that's huge effort. If you decide that there's so many different options, you get to choose the one that you most want to do, and you actually feel kind of excited to do it, and you're like, oh yeah, I could do that on a busy day, way less effort, way, way more sustainable. And it feels so much better. I love it anytime we can feel more abundant about our options, rather than always feel like, oh, where's the one? I'm so restricted. There's so few ways to do this. Doesn't make you feel good. Let's think about it differently. Because there really are thousands of ways you could approach something. Number four is let it be easy. More work does not equal more success. It's actually often less work equals more success when you find solutions like what we've been talking about that really work for you with a minimum amount of effort, with a lot of impact. And the more we can bring it away from the food, the more we can look at why is the food there in the first place? Why am I craving this food right now? What is it that I really need? You start getting into the realm of being able to find these changes, these little tweaks that have small effort, big impact. All right. I hope that that was really helpful for you. I hope that at the end of this episode, you don't feel like you suck at weight loss. I hope that you have some really actionable places to focus and shift how you're thinking about your weight loss to feel better about it. Because honestly, if you feel better about your weight loss, you are going to be more successful. If you can stay focused on, let's just keep figuring out what skills we need to learn and practicing. All I need to do is practice. You will be successful. A lot of the reasons why physicians struggle with weight is because of all this. I'm either failing or I'm perfect And we don't give ourselves space to do the practicing that actually, when we look at it, has worked in all the other areas of our life. We can do hard things. We can learn tough skills, but we have to give ourselves permission that it's okay when we don't get it right out of the gate. It's okay to practice. It's okay to struggle at times and have to problem solve. All of that is part of not only losing weight, but also maintaining your weight long term. You can't get away from those. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are a physician and you would love to go from feeling like you suck at weight loss to having freedom and feeling like this is so easy, I'm not sure (laughs) why it's so easy when I've worked so hard all my life, but I can totally help you with that. Head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash work with me or click on the work with me tab and fill out an application. Give yourself the opportunity to chat directly with me about your challenges and what you want to be creating in your life. And 
then we can talk about how I can help you get there. All right. This is a no obligation process. This is simply a conversation so that you have all the information you need to make the right choice for you if this approach to weight loss is the right one compared to everything that you've tried in the past. That's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. Click on the work with me tab and fill out an application. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.